The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code ROSS only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Finish Strong Friday presented by DraftKings, of course. And yes, for the second week in a row, I'm going to make you wait to see who the Spread the Word winner is via social media to see who the sponsor confirmation email winner is, as well as the YouTube shout-out winner is, because I want to get right to our guest. As promised on Thursday with Greg with 1G Cosell, we've got Greg with 2G's Rosenthal, who I am a big fan of, have been for a long time, and I can say he writes something every week that I read every single week. There's not many things I'll say that about, but his QB index ranking all 32 starting quarterbacks, I read every week. Plus, he picked a really juicy upset for the conference championship games, which I will make my predictions for a little bit later in the show. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Again, at Greg Rosenthal on social media is how you can always find out the latest with Greg. He's part of the crew that does the Around the NFL podcast, which is wildly popular. I don't even know, Greg, what is your title? How? I mean, is that good enough what I just did? Or is there like, you're kind of like the czar or the editor of Around the NFL? I don't know. At this point, pod, I'll take podcast. I'll just take Ross Tucker uh, football, you know guest what what a title that is i feel like we go back a long ways ross we we work together and we've known each other back uh more than a decade yeah it has gone a long time now it's uh it's awesome very happy for your success both on the, the written side and of course the podcast uh by the way would love to come on the show sometime but you know that i've told you that before uh big fan of what you guys do so there's a bunch of things i got for you greg um I want to start since the news happened uh, yesterday or today as we're recording this. We're recording this Thursday night. Going to post it after midnight. Just got to get your thoughts on Big Ben, like what you will remember, what his legacy is to you. I'll remember the middle of his career when he wasn't winning Super Bowls, when they weren't even winning that many playoff games when he was at his peak because – 
I think he was uh, weirdly underrated during that portion of his career. There was like this idea that the, the defense carried him early. And by the way, he was great when they won the Super Bowl. Not in the Super Bowl, but to the getting to that point, he was great. And then he has the one of the best throws of all time to San Antonio Holmes. And you remember the end was bad. And you remember him getting suspended by the league and the Steelers trying to trade him in that point. But there was a stretch after that. About tw- and I went back to look at QB index. I've been writing it so long from 2013 to 2018. And I went back and looked at his year end rankings in that stretch. And the rankings were five, three, 10, three, two. He was one of the very best quarterbacks in the league during that stretch when Brady's peaking, Breeze is peaking, Rodgers is peaking. He would be a Hall of Famer to me if he had never won a Super Bowl. That's how good he is, which is why I, I hear like these debates of him or Eli or him or someone else. I'm like, let's put some respect on Ben Roethlisberger's name. When his mind sort of caught up with his athleticism and his natural gifts during that like early 30s, kind of like Brady, he was almost unstoppable. He was so good in that stretch. I'm so glad you said that. It's absolutely correct. And any Eli versus Ben discussion is Stop. just laughable. Yes, I mean, it's just laughable. On- you want to have an Eli Rivers discussion? I'll have it with you. I'd, I mean, Eli uh, or Rivers uh, Ben discussion. I'd have that with you, but I'd still give it to Ben. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think it's Ben one, Rivers two, Eli three. But obviously, uh, the people that will just count Super Bowls, I get it. I get it. Um, but that's that's not me. Uh, what I love about Greg is he's been doing it for a long time, the QB index. And I really do read it every week. It's just very helpful. I guess I'm curious. I never asked this, Greg. What is your your process for it? Because um, I mean, it's a lot to watch. Yeah, I cheat. And it, I sort of, it's like dipping a little, you know, I could go deeper if you're watching the coaches film, which I enjoy doing in the playoffs and I enjoy doing for certain things in the season, but I watch the condensed game of, of every team and, you know, I take notes and that that's how I do it. And you can, you can crank through and watch every game every week. You know, you bang out a few lives certainly uh, on Sundays and during the prime games. And then I watch them condensed and you, I, it gives you a good feel of the entire league. I don't know, you know, the schematics and, each team as well as certain beat writers or certain tape guys. But if you're watching every quarterback every week, every, I feel like I've watched every throw basically of Tom Brady's career. And some of these guys like Roethlisberger, like you get a good feeling of what they're good at, what they're bad at, what their trend is. Totally agree. The one thing that I felt like you talked about more than anybody else this year was Tom Brady. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what happened. It, the funny thing to me about like awards, like MVP, is as soon as he got shut out or the Bucks got shut out by the Saints, it was like somebody just flipped the switch, like <laughs> turned it, turned the lights off on Brady Baby being MVP. He got shut out at home. It's over. Meanwhile, like what happened when the Packers played the Saints in Week One? I mean, it's the same thing. It just was later on in the year. Uh, but you, he finished the year, and I think he's going to retire based on his comments, which. Uh, kind of wild. I was there Sunday at his last oh, game, wow. I guess, potentially. Tuck but you, he finished the regular season number one for you. He did. It was very close between him and Rodgers. I, I thought Brady was significantly better in the first eight games or so. I thought Rodgers was kind of managing the game. It's funny to kind of think about their careers and how at the end with Tom Brady and Tampa, they almost flipped because 
Brady was the one making more spectacular throws, more big time throws that PFF would would measure and more plays down the field. And I thought Rodgers was playing really well to the deficiencies around him, doing just enough to win, knowing where his problems were, being safe. And he's a very conservative quarterback. And Brady, to me, was taking more chances. And yet he still does didn't make very many mistakes. Uh, throughout the course of the season. So to me, he he played at a slightly higher level, more big-time plays. His ar- I watched his whole career. His arm is as strong as it ever was, which is crazy, and he's making more plays down the field. And, and I think Arians deserves some credit for the evolution Brady had, not only getting that offensive line, but that offense was great for him, for him to finish his career, if that's it, with those two seasons back-to-back, where he's one of the best, you know, he's a Super Bowl winner and one of the two best quarterbacks in the league at least is, it's just incredible. I just, I, it's so incredible that every couple of years you're like, you just couldn't believe that he's he's doing this because if you had said back in 2004, 2005, like no one would have thought he would have had that type of career. No one thought he was a top five quarterback back then. It's amazing. Greg, I pulled up your rankings today knowing I was going to interview you, obviously. And I already looked at them and read through them. But just to read it again, I got to be honest with you, it's funny after – just two weeks of the postseason to read your rankings and see Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow <laughs> ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. It just like takes you aback a little bit. You know, it's only been two weeks and your logic was sound, but it's like, wait, really? Well, you ha- I always did it that you had to evaluate the regular season as a whole. I think that's the best way to evaluate a quarterback. You're, you know, those guys are trying to get to the tournament. And Mahomes and Allen had more downs. They're, they just did. Their downs were were worse than Burroughs and Herbert's in my mind. And I think Burroughs' highs were higher. Now, if I had to do it again, and I will actually after the season ends, the way Allen played in those two games, that you know, that puts him that would put him ahead of Burrow now. You know, the way Mahomes has played, it's like the game is in slow motion for him. I think he almost got a little overlooked. What he did against Buffalo was just sensational. It was like the guys, he's in the matrix right now. The guys were all around him and he was like, somehow knew they weren't going to tackle him. I don't know how he does that and changes the arm angle and does does all that stuff. He just is in such great control. And I just don't think he was for most of the season. He just wasn't. I think the Cincinnati game, and if, if you look back when I wrote it, I said, I feel better after that game. And they lost it about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl than I have all year because Mahomes is back to being Mahomes. He's locked in. I thought he played great against the Bengals then, and he's played great since. Yeah, um, I, I do remember you saying that, and that surprised me, but that's why you need to actually watch the games, right? And 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 not just the highlights or look at the stats. I, I guess I'm curious, since a lot of people read this, um, what's the biggest surprise that people have with your rankings versus mm. their personal perception or the public perception is there a guy that you are a lot higher on or lower Mm. than than uh, lower on than than quote unquote the consensus well it definitely changes uh, depending on the year chiefs fans were killing me all year for not having mahomes particularly high that he finished at five and that was the highest i think that he was all all year since the first month because he just he wasn't at that level uh, throughout the course of the season, this year I got a lot of Derek Carr pushback, and I was—I've never been a Derek Carr guy, and and I try to stay really open-minded. I thought last year was probably his best year of his career, and then I thought this year w- was even better. And he definitely didn't finish as strong as as he could have. 
but going into December, I think people were people were coming at me a lot that Carr was generally in the six to seven range, and I think for the deficiencies he he's had around him and the deep throws he had and just the decision making in general, I thought he he showed a lot of maturation, a little more aggressiveness, and he had a really good year, but he didn't finish his best. I have to admit, uh, but that was the one throughout the year people were killing me for. They thought he was too high. They thought he was too high. He finished at 10. I probably had him five to six for much of the year. Uh, and people are just like, come on, what what are you smoking that you have Derek Carr ahead of Patrick Mahomes in any sort of ranking? Uh, but I just think in the way that they were playing this year, that's, that's how it was lining up. And Tan- Tannehill was another one. I was a little higher on Tannehill for much of the year. That did not end up well in the playoffs, though. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? This is what I like about you. You, you. you just go by what happens that year and what you're seeing. It's not so often – our perceptions of players are formed by things we've seen them do previously, but players get better. Players get worse. Players play well, players play poorly. And I love the objective approach you take. I want to get your thoughts on something, Greg. I was on Cleveland radio this week and I don't know how they came up with the topic of Kirk cousins, but they did. (laughs) And I made the comparison of, the Browns replacing Baker Mayfield with Kirk Cousins <laughs> potentially being this year's the Rams replacing Jared Goff with Matthew Stafford. <laughs> and on social media, people <laughs> went berserk. Browns fans now hate me. Everybody just hates Kirk Cousins. I don't know what he did to people, but people despise that guy. But here's my thing. I don't know your QB rankings over the years. You you probably have it, but I would imagine most years in Detroit, Stafford was like 10, 11, 12, and Goff was 14, 15, 16, maybe something like that. I'm just throwing this out there, okay? Well, there's a significantly bigger spread between what you had Cousins at this year and, and Baker Mayfield. I know Stafford has more physical ability, but my point is the Rams made a big trade for what, at least in terms of their performance, wasn't a huge upgrade, right? Like to go from golf at, I'll just say 16, right in the middle, to Stafford at 10 or 11 or 12 even maybe. That's not that many spots on the ladder they're going up. But they felt like that was worth it. Like they felt like those four or five spots could be the difference. And they might be right. They're in the conference championship game. He made a throw to win the game against the Bucs. I don't think golf would have made. So they might be right. My point is Cousins is at least Mm. four or five rungs higher on the rankings ladder than Mayfield. Am I crazy? You're not crazy, but it doesn't surprise me at all that Browns fans don't want to hear it. I mean, <laughs> I had Mark Sessler's on our podcast, and he's a Browns fan, and he doesn't want to hear it. Like they're they're attached to Baker, and actually, I, I went and looked because my in the QB index we we have all the rankings from previous years in the final week, and Baker's is instructive to me. It's twelve twenty four, twelve twenty four. So, so he, you know, when he's played well, he's been at that cousins level. So that's why I think where people would push back. And I think what Browns fans are afraid of is that Baker is a totally fair comp to cousins, like what they do well, what they need to be protected by in their system. Um, when they're throwing it well, they're quite accurate. 
Um, they fritz out a little bit. They're ultimately not athletic enough to wow you. Baker certainly got a better arm. But if I'm a Browns fan, I'm a little worried that cousin Baker is cousins. And so cousins doesn't feel like a big enough upgrade unless they just aren't comfortable with Mayfield as their leader and the contract situation with him going into a contract year, which is a totally legitimate thing. I think the idea with the Browns, when they backed Mayfield really publicly, Ross, they like didn't need to do that. And what that told me is, yeah, like we need to work on this relationship with Baker Mayfield and we know we could get stuck with him and we probably don't want to go get a cousin's. That, like, we're only going to do it if we can go big game hunting. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, maybe Deshaun Watson. And I and I think they are a prime candidate to go after one of those three guys. But I don't think they're going to go after the Cousins or the Jimmy G's of the world. Because they already so, got one. Let's do the rankings for Cousins. Okay. 13, 15, 8, 13. So, uh, 10, 13, 11. I mean, yeah. he's consistently this year. He's, he's thirteen. He's good. He's consistently, you know, between ten and 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 thirteen. For the I would most take part. him over Baker Mayfield personally for twenty twenty two, but I do think the Stafford Goff gap is is much bigger because of the physical differences there. I, I do think he's a better quarterback. Mayfield, I I have questions on, but there was the injury this year, which gives him a little cover. So let's talk conference championship games. You really think the Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs? Like you really, you really think that? <laughs> I think they're going to cover seven points. And uh, I oh, feel is like... that was it with the spread? Okay, no, no, not... but I picked them to win. And if we're in the playoffs and I'm picking them to cover, then let's go all the way. I did it with the 49ers last week and the Rams for that matter. Um, although I got the others wrong, I have some uh, heart. I got to admit, I'm. There's, I'm picking with my heart a little bit here. Right, uh, Chris Wesseling from Cincinnati, um, my dear friend who, who we lost this year. His wife, his kid, they're rooting for the Bengals. I might be watching the game with them. That's part of it too. But I really do think that this game is going to come down to the last possession, Ross. And so if it's coming down to the last possession, there is something about this this Bengals team that no one's believed in them at any step of the way. And they, I think if it gets to that point – that's where I think they're playing free and easy and the chiefs have a little more pressure. And more importantly, like this is what the chiefs do every week. Everyone thinks there's some unbeatable team. Okay. When you played a great quarterback in Herbert, that game comes down to the last possession games in the thirties. You game, you play great quarterback burrow game comes down to last possession. That game's in the thirties. You play the bills, another great quarterback games in the thirties, last possession. Like this defense is bad. It's a bad chiefs defense. They haven't been good for a while. And so to me, I just don't see the Chiefs getting a lot of stops. So seven points is too many. I think it comes down to the end, and then I'm picking with my heart. I admit. Wow, that's interesting. I I hope you're right, man. I'm on the sideline for Westwood One. All I want is a close game and like no snow or rain. Um, and I I hope you're right. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about the Bengals. Watch Joe Frank Clark Burrow. and Chris Jones and that group for me because they've been awfully quiet lately. That's all I'm saying. That's all. I'm saying. Yeah, that's a good point. The, but the Bengals O line and the sacks that Joe took last week, and I just don't think they're going to play man to man on the outside with only one deep safety and let Jamar Chase have two hundred seventy yards or whatever crazy amount. Okay, okay, then Chase has shown he can run every route. This guy, I, I don't think underrated is not the right word, but 
I just think what we're seeing is pretty unique and it's hard to like understand why he's so good. I, I have a hard time with it, you know, but like Matthew is the guy he cooked up in week 17 was the honey badger. He's the one taking wrong angles. And like, he just does these subtle little movements and the, and it's almost, maybe he sees the game slow. Like Mahomes. what it, do you have a good answer? I'm actually, I want to know what it is about Jamar chase that makes him so good. Because if you just look at the numbers, he's the greatest rookie receiver ever except for Randy Moss. He's number two. He's incredible. And I think there is something to be said for the chemistry that he and Burrow clearly already had. And I think I underrated that during the pre-draft process. And also, anytime it's one-on-one on the outside, Burrow goes to him. Like, he just has that kind of confidence in him to make a play. And more often than not, he makes it. What's your thought, uh, before I get you out of here, on Rams-Niners? I, I took the Rams. Uh, I just think both these defenses are playing their absolute best. The 49ers defense is a bunch of beasts. They're going to get after Stafford. They did in week 18. He had to play pretty well um, to get into overtime in that game. I know they had a big lead, but he made great throws throughout. I just think their offense is in the best place that they've been all season. And I know the matchup hasn't favored them overall, but I'm an offense guy. And when both defenses to me are top five type of defenses and you have one offense in a great place and one guy who's thrown two touchdowns and six interceptions in the last four weeks and he's in the conference championship, I'm taking the good quarterback. I'm taking the good offense and I'm just banking on the the historical precedent, not, not being as instructive as it's been so far in this matchup. At Greg Rosenthal is where you should follow him on Twitter. That way, anytime they've got a new podcast, anytime he does rankings, he will link to them. I I highly recommend you follow Greg for both those things. Thank you so much. I really wanted to bounce the, the the Cousins Mayfield thing off. No, that here. was good. I wasn't on. on your side, but I like it. It's a good way. No, to that's get all right. Just my bad. point was there's the same spread in the Greg Rosenthal <laughs> index rankings. That's what you're, I go by. For this year, you're right. If you're telling me Baker Mayfield plays like that every other year for the rest of his career, maybe he will be. Then, yeah, I want no part of Baker Mayfield. He was terrible. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, Ross. Thank you, 1-800-Flowers.com. For Valentine's Day, we need a gift that's guaranteed to wow. 1-800-Flowers has you covered with the best selection of Valentine's Day roses, mixed bouquets, gourmet treats, and more. Right now, 1-800-Flowers has an amazing offer for my listeners. Get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. This is an unbelievable offer from 1-800-Flowers. Look, you guys know I've been with 1-800-Flowers for a long time. To order the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more, go to 100flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code ROSS. That's 100flowers.com, code ROSS. Hurry, this offer expires today. Tux Takes. Hi, Ross. Well, let's start today with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. You and Greg touched on it, but your thoughts on Big Ben officially retiring after 18 seasons in Pittsburgh. Incredible career. 
Uh, there will obviously always be people that will mention the off-the-field stuff, and that's something he's got to live with. But I think, you know what, he has done. He's lived with it. You know, he's he's matured and become a better person since what happened earlier in his career. And that's on and off the field. You know, I know, Bri, guys that played with him and coaches, and they told me when he was first there, last guy to get there in the morning, first guy to leave, got by almost exclusively on natural ability. That's how gifted he really was, would weigh over 270 pounds at times during the season and yet still play that well. It, it's really remarkable. 18 years with one franchise. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Fame caliber player. Unbelievably impressive. Ducks takes. There's another head coach in the fold. The Chicago Bears are hiring Matt Eberflus away from the Colts. Right. And I guess the part that I think of that I think is interesting is number one, this is the guy that Josh McDaniels tabbed as his defensive coordinator in Indy before McDaniels decided not to become the head coach in Indy. So that's number one. And then now this guy ends up getting a head coaching job. And then number two, everybody thought the Bears would go with an offensive mind. I mean, everybody to try to get the most out of Justin Fields, but they're going the other way. So he better have a good OC. Ducks takes. Dan Quinn reportedly told interested teams that he's going to stay in Dallas next season as defensive coordinator. That is interesting to me because he interviewed with a lot of them. So it makes you wonder the amount of money that Jerry Jones gave him and or, I don't know, some type of promise that maybe he would be the guy if Mike McCarthy's fired a year from now, although I think most people will believe that it'll be Sean Payton, but maybe not. But I guess he loved it. Maybe he loves Dallas. Maybe it was fun just to be a D coordinator, and maybe they're paying him a boatload of money. It's a risk, though. You might never become a a head coach again. Want to know which team is going to win every single game on Sunday? Then listen up. Only two games to go. Let's start with the Bengals and the Chiefs. Well, so I, I I hope Greg Rosenthal's right. Gosh, I do. I hope it's an awesome game. I, can you imagine if the Bengals win this game? That would just be insane. Insane! I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I think the Bengals' O-line with that noise, with Ingram and those guys getting after it, I think Burrow's in trouble. I think Burrow's going to take sacks that you simply cannot take in these games. You know, the only reason why they beat the Titans is because Tannehill threw three interceptions. Mahomes isn't about to throw three interceptions. And then I don't believe they're going to play as much single high safety, which, as Greg said, means you're essentially man-to-man on the outside. Greg Cosell this time. I think they'll have two deep safeties, and I don't believe the Bengals – can move the ball without getting those big plays deep down the field to chase, especially. I think it's 30 to 20. The Chiefs beat the Bengals. Hope I'm wrong. Man, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's an awesome game. And I would love if the Bengals won this game. Be so interesting. But when I make my picks, I tell you guys what I think is going to happen 30 to 20, Chiefs. NFC Championship game Rams at the, I'm sorry, Rams hosting the 49ers. Right. I like the Rams. Uh, This is one I think could go either way. 
I would not be surprised all if the Niners won. It's been well documented. Their mastery, clearly, of the L.A. Rams. But, geez, that would be amazing to win seven straight times against them. I know they've played them well. The Rams probably should have won the last one. I think they win this one. Although it sounds like there will be a lot of Niners fans there. I have more faith in Stafford late than I do in Jimmy G. Although, truth be told, week 18, it was the opposite. Week 18, Jimmy G made the plays. Stafford made the mistakes. I think that flips this time. I think it's 24-23 Rams in an awesome, close game. You know what's not awesome? When your car's battery dies. That's why you got to go to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. That's why. Why number one? Well, they got proven tough Duralast batteries. Their replacement batteries start at just $79.99, so you can upgrade your battery without breaking your wallet. They've even got free battery testing and charging. Sometimes you might think your battery is the issue, but in reality, it's your starter or alternator. With their free testing, you can get some reliable answers before you decide to spend some cash on something you might not actually need. Get your battery ready for harsh winter weather. Start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Yes! (laughs) I was going to wait and see how long it would take until you got in on the action, until Bry got in on the fun. Speaking of getting in on the fun, spread the word winner this week, Andre Yeager. You know why? Because Sunday night, after uh, you and I recorded that and posted it, which, by the way, we're doing again this Sunday night, right after Rams Niners, Brian and I will record our show. It'll be up shortly after that. So you want to listen to it or watch it Sunday night, first thing Monday morning, it'll be ready for you. But Andre Yeager, our guy, said, how did you guys get this up so fast? You guys are awesome. No, you're awesome, Andre Yeager. And I know you've won before, but I don't care. You won again. Let me know what you want. Sponsor confirmation email winner, Bob Ober. Bob Ober sent me his receipt from AutoZone. You got to love it. Sending, Taking a picture of his AutoZone receipt, sending it to me. Love it, Bobby boy. Let me know what you want. Signed picture. I got all these incredible press passes from. I even got Mike Golick's armband from the Bucks Rams game. I got a Mike Golick armband. Who wants it? It looks like a press pass, though. I'm showing it on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash Ross Tucker NFL. Speaking of that, Troy Olson. Troy, you get the cameo style shout out, my friend. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Email me, Ross at Ross Tucker.com, and let me know who you want the cameo style shout out to be. I will give shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, Vision Comics with an X, SteakhouseSports.com. I just switched up the order, and HumanHeadNYC.com. Have an awesome weekend. I may be meeting up with a listener. Again tomorrow because I love you guys and I can't wait to post the show Sunday night. Hopefully we get two awesome games. I think we're done here. 
Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 